You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. The tension between Canada and China is ramping up, and that is very bad news for the two Canadians detained there in the wake of our arrest of Huawei executive Meng Wanzhou. China has accused Michael Kovrig of stealing state secrets passed on to him by the other detained Canadian, Michael Spavor. Kovrig is a former diplomat. Spavor is a businessman, and they were picked up in December after Meng's arrest. Our government approved extradition proceedings against Meng last week, and on the weekend, her lawyers launched a civil suit against members of the Canada Border Services Agency, the RCMP, and the federal government, alleging very serious breaches of her constitutional rights. Okay, so what does this mean? What do you think of it? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now we are going to Donald Clark, who is a professor of law and the David A. Weaver Research Professor at George Washington University Law School, and Chuck Kwan with the Toronto Association for Democracy in China. Welcome. Thank you both for joining us. Good afternoon. My pleasure. Good afternoon. Okay, let's start with Professor Clark. Uh, What does this mean for the two Canadians? Uh, How uh, or has their situation just worsened with these new charges? Well, um, the charges uh, have not actually been formally made yet. Uh, I don't really see a lot new in the announcement except the linking of the two cases together. Uh, You know, originally, uh, we were told they were detained on suspicion of endangering state security. And this business about spying is all kind of part and parcel of that. All that's happened really is the government is uh, the, the kind of a news story that China released said that, uh, you know, the investigation has made major progress. So that's kind of what they're announcing. They're saying the investigation has made major progress. They've linked the two cases together and they said, you know, in particular, um, that spying is involved. But, you know, we already knew that the government was painting this as a, uh, you know, a national security case. Of course, the timing uh, of these announcements, you know, the timing of the original arrest of Kovrig and Spavor, which was, you know, right after the detention of Meng Wanzhou, and now this new announcement, uh, you know, about the development of their case, which comes, you know, right after um, uh, Canada announces it's going to proceed with extradition, obviously is not coincidental, and uh, China doesn't intend it to be seen as coincidental. They're sending a very clear signal that, uh, you know, these are hostages, and if you do what we want, Maybe we'll let them go, and if you don't, we won't. Uh, um, Chuck, does the the connection made to spying, does that uh, put them in grade, grave danger for their lives if the government doesn't do what they want, what China wants? I think, as Professor Clark said, it's, it's fairly obvious from day one that they will be charged with spying. Um, and we have to understand that China uses the so-called state secret as a very kind of a um, very dubious way in in the sense that any, anything they don't want you to know, they call it state secret. Uh, 
I remember several years, um, many years ago, there was a, a Chinese uh, assistant to New York Times reporter who had uh, gotten some um, economic data uh, two days before it was publicized. And he was uh, sent to prison and accused of spying for, uh, you know, on China. So we have to be very, very careful. Um, we have to be very skeptical about the, the kind of uh, charges that, that they're facing. And obviously, this is a, a strict political retaliation uh, against uh, our case against Meng Wanzhou. Yeah, uh, Libby, just to answer your question specifically, uh, I would be very surprised if it ended up with a death sentence. So, I mean, this is what they're doing is unacceptable and it's hostage taking. But it, as um, uh, as we all know, it's a political case that I don't think politically that uh, they would uh, impose the death penalty. Now, how much does the SNC-Lavalin scandal play into this? Because it seems that uh, the Chinese have uh, glommed onto it. They they figured out it was happening, and they say, aha, uh-huh, Canada says it is a country of the rule of law, but they're meddling in the judicial system for their own purposes. Professor Clark? Well, actually, I think that that uh, case... Uh really carries the opposite lesson, because it establishes that there really is a norm against political meddling in cases. It establishes that if you try, even if you're the prime minister, you try to meddle, you're going to get in trouble. And in fact, his meddling was unsuccessful. So uh, I think that uh, shows uh, precisely what Canada has been saying all along. So for China to draw the opposite lesson seems, uh, you know, absurd. Are they drawing the opposite lesson, though? Well, the lesson they seem to be saying is, oh, look and see, you, you guys um, uh, interfere politically in cases as well. But actually, what it shows is that even the prime minister, when he tried to interfere in a case politically, uh, was rebuffed and did not succeed. And now he's in all kinds of hot water. Chuck, do you agree with that? Yes, I agree. I, I want to bring uh, our audience, um, audience back to the case uh, about four, four year, five years ago of Kevin and Julia Garrett. They were also arrested in the uh, city of Dandong uh, at the border of North Korea, the same place where Michael Spurbrook has also been arrested from. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it seems to be a modus operandi right now for, for Chinese uh, kind of uh, uh, threatened and hot hostage-taking. Uh, they seem to grab many Canadians they can find. And um, don't forget, the, the case with Kevin Garrett was because uh, Canada has sent back, a, uh, I, I believe, a U.S. personnel back to U.S. for trial because he was uh, accused by the U.S. of spying. So that was, again, a tit-for-tat thing. Uh, and it uh, doesn't help that both Kevin and Julia uh, was, uh, first went to China as an as a English teacher and spent 30 years there. Uh, they were the pawns of, of that case. And now we are seeing the two Michaels as the pawns of uh, what the Chinese are doing right now uh, around the world, basically, uh, bullying their way around. Donald Clark, on the mm-hmm. weekend, Meng's lawyers launched a civil suit. What was the point of that, of suing the RCMP, the Canadian government, and the Border Services Agency? Uh, I, I'm not totally confident answering that question, because I'm a Chinese law person, not a Canadian law person. But, uh, you know, it's, again, uh, you know, part of a effort on on her part uh, to show that uh, she shouldn't be detained. And that's, you know, totally unsurprising for her to be doing that. Um, But again, what is unacceptable is for China 
to be retaliating against innocent, you know, Canadians in this way. And so what, if anything, <clears throat> excuse me, can our government do about this? There's not much we can do right now other than uh, hopefully through diplomatic means. Um, everything hinges upon what's going to happen with Meng uh, and how her case is being resolved. Uh, obviously, um, you know, speaking from a, a, a private citizen, I would say, you know, if, 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 if it has proven that, uh, um, that this was a political uh, case uh, with Donald Trump and a trade uh, war with China, um, then certainly uh, we are hopeful that maybe even the BC judge might say, oh, that's a political case, uh, let's let it go. Um, but that's um, just outside of the... Uh, the process. Within the process, I think we have to let it play out. Uh, yeah, I don't know what Canada is doing behind the scenes, but yeah. uh, there are various, uh, you know, diplomatic avenues available when you are annoyed at another country. For example, you recall your ambassador, you boot out their ambassador, uh, you know, you boot out their nationals who are, uh, you know, engaging in business or something like that. So, you know, I don't know what Canada has uh, uh what it's threatened to do, if anything. Uh, I don't know what it's trying to get other governments to do, if anything. But certainly I think uh, Canada should be engaging in strenuous diplomatic efforts to get other governments around the world uh, to apply pressure on China as well, because it's not going to stop with Canada. You know, any government in the world is going to be vulnerable to pressure uh, if China is annoyed at them, because China has made it clear that it views taking hostages as an acceptable way to conduct diplomacy. Uh, there are some people who are saying uh, they're picking on Canada because they don't want to pick on the United States, at least not in that way. Mm-hmm. That's very true. That's very well, true. <laughs> that's very plausible. Uh, you well, know, obviously, China depends a lot more on either the United States can do a lot more to hurt China than Canada can. So Canada is an easy target. Also, as, as a Canadian, I can say that our, our government has been uh, fairly um, accommodating to Chinese wishes mm-hmm. uh, from a few years before when we started talking about uh, extradition treaty with uh, Chinese citizens that back to China. And of course, the, the China-Canada trade uh, hanging over our heads. And also, um, what we are seeing the last few years is basically China is, is just pulling their way across. And, and Canada is a middle power, uh, just like Australia and New Zealand and some of the northern countries. Uh, we, we, we get trampled upon uh, when the two uh, elephants fight. So, um, you know, I, I think, I, think I, I agree with Professor Clark. I think we should do more diplomatically. Uh, up to, um, you know, uh, uh, pushing out their ambassador and, they, and just saying, recalling our own ambassadors. Uh, but I, I see, you can see Instead from... we uh, fired Jim our Mc- ambassador. <laughs> right. Jim, Jim, Jim McCallum said, uh, you know, what, what McCallum had case was has shown you was that we're too easily kowtowing to China right now. And, and I think we need to have some backbone. Um, Professor Clark, so there there are people who say, well, when this all started, uh, the deafening silence from the United States uh, was unacceptable. Now they've sort of said that they support us. How do you see that aspect of it? Are, are, do the Americans have our back on this? 
Uh, I don't know, and I have to say, so I don't have a firm opinion on that. It, it may have been that they were also uh, doing some lobbying that they felt was more appropriate to be done non-publicly than publicly. I, I just don't know. Okay, let's uh, take a call from Tony in Niagara. Hi, Tony. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good, thank you. Well, it's like I said uh, from day one, uh, we should have just closed our eyes, better go through, and that would have been the end of it. It only gets worse. Uh, it, it comes to a point where we all know that China's too big for any of us. Um, it shouldn't have been done. We should have just let her go, and that would have been the end of it. Uh, we were used by Trump. I'm a Trump I love Trump, but I mean, we were used by Trump. Like, he just got us to do all his dirty work. And uh, Mr. Trudeau fell for it. That's all I can tell you. Okay, Tony, thanks for that. You know, a lot of Canadians think that, uh, you know. Others say, uh, you know, we should stand up to them, that we shouldn't just uh, roll over. Uh, Chuck Kwan, what do you say to people who have the same view as Tony does? Um I, I won't go as far as Tony. What Tony said, I, I, I mean, there's still a respect for the rule of law, and there's a respect for the extradition treaty we have with uh, uh, the U.S. So Trump or no Trump, um, you know, we still have to, uh, you know, I mean, don't forget we are trying to appease uh, U.S. as well uh, with the with the NAFTA, with the everything else in the world. So what you have right now is basically a situation of two bullies um, fighting each other. And then uh, when they fight, they trample upon the other countries, and and we happen to be the uh, the one of the victims. Professor guess, Clark, um, go what ahead. I would want to ask is, uh, do Canadians want the U.S. to extradite Canadians who are in the U.S. and are wanted for you know murder, uh, other crimes? Um, if Canada wants the U.S. to extradite Canadian suspects, and and I think they do, that's why they have a treaty then uh, I think it's difficult to say that uh, when the U.S. presents us with a legitimate uh, extradition request, that we should say a no, because that's going to cause us some kind of problem. That's, that's the whole point of the treaty. Canada benefits from the treaty as well. Yeah, but on the other hand, you had Donald Trump saying, well, you know, maybe it's negotiable if uh, the U.S. gets what they want on the trade front with China. Uh, yes, he said that afterwards. Uh, I don't think... Uh, that there's any particular reason to believe that the Southern District of New York, when putting together that extradition request, uh, you know, was was uh, uh, thinking that uh, she could then be used as a as a pawn in a trade deal, and, and I don't think the Canadian authorities, in agreeing to that uh, request to detain her, uh, you know, had that in mind either. Let's hear from Simone in Parkdale. Hi, Simone. Hi there. Uh, I'm wondering about uh, the, uh, except from Huawei, uh, the, uh, I personally, I think they should take her to the border and uh, give her, uh, them or her over to the state and say, here you are, take her. But, um, the, the, uh, I think the reason why the Chinese are so angry about this is because they're afraid that she might reveal something about them, about Huawei. Isn't uh, that what they should, they're so afraid of? Yes, I think, I think so. I, yeah. I, I think, uh, uh, there's also the reason why the U.S., was going after uh, Huawei rather than uh, ZTE. Uh, ZTE. Mm-hmm. That's another cell phone company that it was fined, I think, a billion dollars by the U.S. government. Oh, there are a lot, lot of well, danger in their equipment and their uh, technology. Well, I mean, obviously there's a, 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 a case uh, against Huawei uh, for spying. Yeah, um, that's, I know, and and this is why I think there's so many so much uh, so many secrets that they're afraid that uh, with the Americans questioning her, that obviously something will come out. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's 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 a real fear yeah. on, well, the Chinese, on, on the Chinese side. Yeah. Yes. Okay, oh, okay so thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, and over all of this is uh, the question of using Huawei equipment in the 5G network. Uh, Professor Clark, what would you like to leave us with on all of this, and what do you think will happen next? Uh, well, uh, I don't think this case in particular is connected with uh, Huawei, you know, Huawei's efforts to get other countries to uh, uh, use its networks. I think it really is connected to Iran sanctions, because that is something that the current U.S. administration is uh, really keen on, and that is what uh, Meng Wanzhou's uh, arrest uh, is all about. I think uh, one reason the Chinese government is so concerned about this case is not only what has been mentioned, which is true, I think this idea that she knows a lot in the refuge, she might cut a deal, um, but also uh, China, Chinese government wants to show um, uh, other companies that are involved, other Chinese companies that are involved uh, possibly in, um, uh, you know, shipping stuff to Iran, helping Iran, they want to show we've got your back. And if they are seen to throw uh, Meng Wanzhou under the bus, then perhaps other Chinese companies won't uh, cooperate uh, with China's kind of geopolitical goals of uh, getting friendly with the uh, government of Iran and helping it to evade uh, U.S. sanctions. Chuck, do you have a different parting thought? I I basically agree. But I think also the existential existential threat of Huawei's equipment uh, is putting a lot of uh, countries in, into anxiety, and that helps. Uh, that that is also part of it. I've heard theories that uh, uh, they were going to um, bring her into the states, and then, of course, uh, hope for a plea bargaining so that she can reveal all the secrets. Uh, as you know, her father is very connected to the military intelligence in in uh, in China, and and certainly there are a lot of high level. Uh, spying or counter-spying kind of, kind of uh, um, ways uh, that they can extract from her. And I think that's the ultimate goal of the Americans. Okay. Very interesting. Thank you so much, Professor Donald Clark and Chuck Kwan. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 